Today, I am joined by Tayano, who is a kid from the ocean, a spear fisherman, and one of the coral gardeners. You must have certainly heard about these guys. They're all over the internet. They are using social media and the power of the young generation and the internet to promote coral conservation and sustainability. So make sure to stay tuned to hear what Tayano has to say about the important parts of protecting our coral reef, uh, about how much tourism, how many people depend on coral reefs, how it acts as a protection in the island, and how it is the foundation of the island ecosystems. If you have a spare moment, it would mean the world to me if you leave us a review. Make sure to let me know what you think or send me an email to the Ocean Pancake Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, just to keep in touch, let me know what you think of the podcast. If there's any other guests you would like me to interview, because yeah, I cannot believe we're already on episode 23, 24. Uh, it's been almost a year, and thank you guys so much for the support. I really appreciate it. Uh, yeah, and. This is all possible because of you and spreading ocean conservation, love, and sustainability. So thank you, and yeah. Every day there's a new news story about the crisis facing our ocean. Whether it's the plastic issue, overfishing, pollution, if the oceans die, we die. Fortunately, we have plenty of environmental activists, marine conservationists, and eco-warriors who are out there every day fighting to protect our oceans and our Earth. On the Ocean Pancake Podcast, we're going to be hearing from some of them about how to decrease our environmental footprint, go plastic-free, participate in ocean conservation, cleanups, and even maybe some marine science. So, welcome to the Ocean Pancake Podcast, where the goal is sustainability and living a turquoise life. My name is Kat Andreskova, and I'm your host today. Let's get into this week's episode. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Ocean Pancake Podcast. Today I'm joined by Tayano, who like many of you is a kid from the ocean. He's a spear fisherman and he has now put in the hard yards of working to protect our oceans. He is currently with Coral Gardeners, and it's such a pleasure to have you here, Tayano. Yeah, it's a pleasure for me too. Um, I'm so excited to chat to you because I have been seeing Coral Gardeners on my Instagram and Facebook for almost years now. So thank you for joining me today. Yeah, it's a pleasure. Like It's been two years that I work hard for the coral reefs. And it's still a pleasure to share my knowledge with everyone here. Perfect. So how did your journey start? Uh, what made you first fall in love with the ocean and begin working with this? Uh, first, I understood I was in love with the ocean when I understood what love was. <laughs> so I was a kid. I raised near the ocean. I live near the ocean. And I think that I always been in love with the ocean. So. That's great. Where were you raised? Uh, I raised. I was born in Tahiti, but I live in Mooria, French Polynesia, since I was baby, so close to an airport. And I live in front of the sea, close to a surf spot called Temae. And I raised there, like surfing, spearfishing, freediving, and thanks to my father. And yeah, it's still a lifestyle that I want to keep. Yeah. Is your father a big spear fisherman as well? Yeah, he was a spear fisherman like 
professional one. Oh, wow. And taught me about the subject to practice it and to make this uh, happen in my life, like to catch my own food, to have pleasure and yeah, stuff like that. That's great. I think that's a very different upbringing than many of us had. Can you kind of describe like a typical day out there? So how close did you live to the beach? Could you just walk out and did you have boats and or swim straight off from the shore? Oh, if you want, I live just at 30 meters from the ocean and from the sea. Like I just have to work, take my spear gun and my mask, uh, snorkel and my fins, go in the water, catch dinner or breakfast. (laughs) <laughs> and come back to, to my house and cook it and yeah have lunch breakfast enjoy it with my family and yeah that's a good way of life for me and i don't want to lose it you know yeah of course um so what made you actually start wanting to work in ocean conservation what were some of the problems you were seeing uh around your home uh, yeah at the beginning i wasn't really aware about coral reefs uh, about marine conservation, but my best friend is he's like my brother Tito and Benico. Uh, he invited me in this project, like to care about corals. And I, when I knew the purpose of them, I knew that I wanted to protect and preserve them, like for all of my life. That's beautiful. What what yeah, did you, what, what yeah. did you feel were like the biggest? problems facing the the ocean there did you see a lot of coral bleaching or um, has there been a big difference in the coral health since you were younger i think like i grew up with the ocean so i saw the evolution like negatively mm-hmm. and i knew that the big issue was the climate change like the global warming yeah and it impacting the coral reefs like bleaching events Mm-hmm. Uh, because of the temperature, like if the temperature raised one or two degrees more in the water, they will stress all the corals. And if you, we don't change that, like in the couple of weeks or couple months, uh, next month, yeah, we're going to lose all corals around the world here in French Polynesia mm-hmm. and yeah, everywhere. Yeah. And of course, if you lose the corals, you lose the foundation of this very rich and a valuable ecosystem where you get the fish and everything. Um, I'm assuming a lot of people there depend on fish protein as one of their main sources of food. Yeah, sure. And you have to know that uh, more than 80% of the oxygen of the oxygen you breathe comes from the ocean. So it's pretty important. Like here in French Polynesia, it's a coral risk or a coastal protection for our island. So mm-hmm. it gives the erosion. It's a protein resource, like you said. Also, it's an um, advantage for the tourism, mm-hmm. like to raise money for the territory here in French Polynesia or everywhere too. More than 500 million people depends of the tourism to, to have money, yeah? like all around the world and even for the food. And yeah, I think that's it. Yeah, I, I can imagine it would be one of the biggest draws. It would certainly be why I'd love to go and visit over there. It sounds amazing. <laughs> yeah, you have to come, yeah. Uh, I, I, I will sometime when, you know, money, money permits. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I understand. Um, so 
I found that coral gardeners, because there's a lot of like reef restoration projects out there in the world. We have uh, the Coral Reef Foundation in California. We have Reef Restoration Foundation here in Australia. Um, a lot of people doing this amazing work, but you guys seem to really stand out that there's a large emphasis on your like videography and your photography and raising awareness through social media. Um, was that yes. kind of on purpose, like to, to create viral videos or social media movements or how did this happen? Uh, if you want, we are a part of the new generation. Mm -hmm. So we know the power of the social medias. That's why we focused on the communication. Mm -hmm. So to make some viral videos and thanks to the social medias, we can spread our message all around the world because more than three, mil, uh, 3 billion of people use social medias. Like we can raise awareness all around the world thanks to the social medias, you know? And yeah. to make viral video by communicating all the problems uh, happen all around the world, like with the climate change, with the pollution, the pesticides and everything. Mm -hmm. We can change the mindset of everyone, I think. And we want everybody on this planet to know what the coral is, and what is important, yeah. Why are they important? Yeah, I think most people agree that the best form of conservation or preserving our natural uh, habitats is by um, making education more accessible. So I feel like that's a goal you guys have certainly reached. Um, some of your yes. videos have millions of views and I've seen them shared on some really big platforms. So congratulations with that and thank you. <laughs> Have you found that it's been very helpful in terms of getting volunteers or money or what kind of feedback have you gotten from these videos? Uh, thanks to those videos, we had many people who want to help us like volunteering mm -hmm. or to do donation, yeah. like to help us financially. And wow, if we have to put the red point on the big map, you'll see that the map will be all red. Like Aww. everyone to help us, like even the other organization from Coral Reefs, they support us and from far. So that makes us encouraging to continue our actions. And yeah, many people come to, to do our eco tour. So to know more about Coral Reefs uh, with Coral Gardeners, what they are doing. And wow, that's really incredible. We didn't really thinking about it uh, two years ago when we were just two me and my best friend and now it's a great things and we're gonna we gotta make it that's really cool and you you got that like really um catchy and cool name you know the coral gardeners so you, you yeah teach other people to be coral gardeners as well which is you know quite a unique thing to be i think <laughs> yeah what methods are you using to to promote these coral growths or can you describe a bit more about the, the work you do there? Uh, if you want, we are planting corals all around our island and next uh, from French Polynesia and maybe around the world. But mostly we are collecting broken pieces of coral, mostly broken our storms like big waves on the reef. Then after we're gonna put them, attach them on a bamboo stem, like for support. Mm -hmm. And after three weeks on our nursery table, no? uh, yeah, we collect corals and then we're gonna plant them on a damaged reef 
with the cement. Mm -hmm. It's a new way of planting corals that happen all around the world and it works really well. We try to collect super corals, we call. Mm -hmm. Like they are the ones who they can face to the climate, climate change. Like after a bleaching event, you will see all the corals bleach and you will see some which are still colorful, like that super corals. So we're gonna collect them and then plant them back on damaged reef uh, to make our coral reefs like really healthy and really solid mm -hmm. and facing at the climate change yet in the next few years. Yeah, it's interesting to see that there are certain individuals which seem to fare better uh, during the bleaching events and everything. And I think that's one of the approaches coral restoration organizations all over the world have taken to kind of take these super corals and try and breed more, essentially, um, and yeah. strengthen the reef in general. Uh, I, like, I like your um, use of bamboo. So how did you choose the materials that you were using to promote the coral growth? Uh, if you want, that was the uh, old techniques. Mm -hmm. But we just changed like with the Simon techniques because it's a it's the best way than the bamboo's way to plant mm -hmm. corals and it's really uh, efficient. 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 <laughs> Je parle français aussi donc. Uh... <laughs> ah cool. <laughs> um, but yeah, unfortunately for the podcast, most people speak English, so it's easier to <laughs> yeah, <sure>. communicate <laughs> in the international language. <laughs> um, and since yeah. one of the biggest goals, of course, is to get more people involved and more people helping out, how can people get involved and how can they help out if they're, you know, sitting in America or in France or wherever they are? Yeah, to help us, people get involved, like, uh, spread the message uh, around the world, mm -hmm. followers on the social medias to follow our actions because we, we post a lot of stories like a uh, typical day of coral gardeners or every week. Mm -hmm. So many people can follow our actions and spread the word. Uh, talk, talk to them, friends around them, like uh, what is a coral, uh, why, why are they important? And yes, stuff like that. Also, they can adopt the coral to help us financially mm -hmm. uh, for 25 euros. That's pretty oh, good. 20, they can 25 get informed euros to adopt the coral. coral. <laughs> yeah. And after they will receive a certificate, yes, we're going to plant it and take the picture of the coral and make the adoption certificate and send them to their email yeah, for the people who wants to adopt one. Oh, that's fantastic. Who, who takes your photos? Because they're incredible. Uh, many people took the pictures, the videos, and yeah, many people from everywhere, mostly uh, from, uh, not from French Polynesia, mm -hmm. but many cameramen come from Hawaii, United States and everything to take our pictures or some come to help us volunteering mm -hmm. with uh, taking pictures and video. So we have so many people who come here at the headquarter of Coral Gardeners. And yeah, we have so many footage, so many people do that. That's great. And people can actually come visit you guys? 
yeah, sure, they come. They can come visit us uh, if they can here in French Polynesia. The destination, I think, the main one, because it's really beautiful here, and I think they have to come here in French Polynesia to discover coral gardens. Yeah. Uh, well, I'll definitely try add that to my bucket list. I'm just looking at Google Maps <laughs> to find exactly where you are. You're kind of near me. <laughs> <laughs> Go on Google Earth and you will find our house. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, sure. Oh, wow. You're just on the other side of the time zone. That's interesting. Really in the middle of the uh, South Pacific Ocean there for, for you guys who may not be too sure where French Polynesia is. Um, can you tell us a little bit more about French Polynesia? Because I think it's one of those destinations in the world that um, kind of slips under the radar. <laughs> okay, French Polynesia, there is five or six archipelagos mm -hmm. and more than 200 islands. So here we have big islands, we have atolls, and it's so beautiful. Like imagine on the beach with the mountains and many uh, not so many people mm -hmm. like you are in the wildest area in the world with many fish colorful in the lagoons the waves from surfers uh, for the surfers so sorry <laughs> just imagine that it's a paradise but not everywhere you have to find the best place like I can uh, advise you, Fakarava, Rongiroa, Moorea, Bora Bora, Reyatea, Huahine, or Tahiti. Oh, wow. I'll definitely have to add that to the list. I hope one day to sail across the Pacific, so maybe I'll have to stop oh. by. <laughs> stop everything and come here in French Polynesia. Uh, I can try, but well, it would be nicer to get away from the cyclones and all that. <laughs> um, we don't have any cyclones. No? Do you have any volcanoes or earthquakes? We don't have volcanoes, we don't have tsunamis, we don't have uh, storms, just a little bit windy, but not, no storms, no cyclones, nothing. Ah, so just like paradise. That's great. Yeah, that's what I told you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so kind of the question I ask all of my guests at the end of the episode is, what is the one piece of advice that you would give people to protect our oceans? Uh, so to protect our ocean, I advise to everybody to reduce their carbon footprint, mm -hmm. like stop using plastics, um, stop using sunscreens, stop using pesticide for the agriculture, stop eat red industrial meat, uh, wow, many things, huh? mostly yeah, to get words. informed, yeah, get informed about corals, why are they important, and reduce their carbon footprint, that's my, my big advice for everybody, I think. Well, that's great advice, and um, it's, it's cool to see that, you know, the actions that we have in the rest of the world can affect the corals and vice versa. Whoa, sorry, my, my dog <laughs> just knocked over our spear guns. 
<laughs> oh no guys yeah i just i i'm i'm talking to you from our dive room so i'm just surrounded by all of our dive equipment because <laughs> we try and get in the water as much as we can but yeah Whoa. thank you so much for coming on board the podcast and yeah it's a pleasure to speak to you and it's amazing to finally get a little bit of an inside scoop about the project you guys are doing is there anything else you'd like to share with people wow uh yeah one sentence uh wow <laughs> <laughs> well for anyone who's curious uh, just gotta check out the photos because yeah wow is right <laughs> Thank you, Tayano, for taking the time to join us here today. It was enlightening hearing you speak and getting the inside scoop about the coral gardeners. I've been seeing the footage for so long now that it's amazing to be able to actually talk to one of you guys. And yeah, seeing how social media can play such a valuable part of ocean conservation. So for all you guys, if you do want to help out, make sure to adopt a coral or visit French Polynesia potentially and check out the coral reefs for yourself. As always, thank you so much for Graham Mose for making the amazing music, which is in this podcast. He has his own EPs out where um, you can actually hear the full song of this. Uh, or if you want to catch him live, check him out in Brisbane. But yeah, thank you guys so much for listening, and I'll see you in the next episode.